podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's Andy Campbell! It's in! Campbell comes off the bench to be a hero! A superhero! Breakthrough! It's taken a while, but it's been worth the wait for Cardiff City! Hey guys, I'm Sai and welcome to Ace Podcast Nation, the home of the Andy Campbell Football Show. This is episode number 98. The show is available live on YouTube, Facebook and Twitter. Ace Podcast Nation is also, as you know, your home to many other great shows and series featuring top guests, expert analysts and more. So do give us a follow on social media uh, and, of course, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Click that bell for notifications, uh, get uploaded every time we upload a new show or series or we go live with our various shows. And, of course, if you want to streamline your Ace Podcast Nation uh, experience, then just follow at AC Footy Show uh, on all social media and, uh, and LinkedIn as well, I believe. And you can get just the football stuff. But, uh, of course, you can get the audio versions of everything on your favourite podcast and radio platform if you just search Ace Podcast Nation. It's like 342nd or 343rd show, I think this is. So there is plenty of content. But uh, as we wait for the for the various platforms and chat rooms to fill up, a big thank you to Black Diamond Sports as ever. Uh, Black Diamond Sports is a global sports agency who represents sports stars from around the world. And for more information, you can visit their social media pages, their LinkedIn pages, and you can, of course, visit their website, which is beautiful. And uh, the links to all that are in the description below, as well as the the closing credits at the end of the show. Uh, A big thank you to the sponsors of today's show, which is uh, Bespoke Financial, and particularly Darren Ralston of Bespoke Financial. He's currently giving away a free will worth £140 with any new policy which is taken out. So go check them out, give them a call, see if they've got anything which uh, might help you out. Because I think, you know, at this time and the way the world is, insurance and cover and things like that are vital, vital to the way we're going. We're definitely going to be going into lockdown after Christmas. And if, uh, you know, things like mortgage cover, they are vital at this at this point. Um, and we'll have a little word from them a bit later on with a short video, only 30 seconds or so. But uh, I... I urge you to contact them. They're top quality, providing excellence, award-winning service. And uh, we are very proud to to partner with such a top-class brand. And uh, we thank them for sponsoring the show. So you will notice this evening, there's only two of us. We have uh, decided, as we next Monday is our 100th show, so we decided we're going to go old school, just me and the legend, and uh, we're going to talk football. We're going to talk South Wales Derby. We're going to talk all sorts. We're going to go back to the old format. It's going to be phenomenal. But, uh, of course, joining me is the goal collector, the fox in the box. He is the king of the over-40s league. He is an ex-Middlesbrough and Cardiff City striker. He is still a goal machine. And he is David Jones's favourite. It is Mr Andrew Campbell. How are you, mate? Good evening. Good evening. Yeah, um, I, I know just, Alan's just put something. Alan Jones just put something in the group chat about us smiling about what happened at the weekend. And um, my day got a little bit better at the weekend. Um, obviously, I'll go on about that a little bit later on. But um, yeah, I'm good. It's been a a long, cold week. 
um, since last week. Um, just trying to put a few smiles on people's faces, Si, and I think um, I think doing this a little bit more laid back tonight, a little bit um, with a bit more freedom for for the viewers yeah. as well. I think it'll be it'll be fun. I'm really looking forward to it. It reminds me a little bit of um, just how we started. I know we're going to go back on and reminisce a little bit, but yeah, no, I'm um, I'm really excited. It's uh, sometimes it's nice to to change away from the norm sometimes. Indeed, mate. And like I, like I mentioned, 100th episode next Monday, which is, you know, is phenomenal. Um, and to finish the show tonight, we're going to have a little chat and a reminisce about some of the guests we've had on, our favourites, um, how the show's developed from what we initially thought it was going to be. Uh, we've ended up with two shows and, you know, we're going to have a good chat about that. But what I would like all the viewers to do is throughout the show is tell us your favourite episode or your favourite guest which we've had on, and we'll have a look at them at the end of the show. And, of yeah. course, send in your questions. Mm. Um, and just before we get to the weekend, uh, I want to kind of just make a quick mention of uh, Gerard Houllier passed away. Um, absolute legend of the game, phenomenal manager. Um, and pre-Rafa Benitez, he was the, the only Liverpool manager, really, who got close to Fergie. Um, he didn't really do it in the league in terms of getting towards Fergie. He won a phenomenal amount of, uh, of cups with Liverpool and, uh, you know, thoughts with his uh, family, his friends, his former colleagues. Uh, it's very sad, but an absolute classy gentleman indeed. Oh, sorry, listen, I was very lucky that um, he, he coincided with uh, joining Liverpool the, the, the mm-hmm. time that I was playing for Middlesbrough in the Premier League. So um, I was fortunate to play a couple of games at Anfield against his side, who absolutely walloped us a couple of times, to be fair. The, the way that he had his team playing football, the way that he handled himself on the touchline, in the changing rooms, in and around the football clubs was just a... just It's phenomenal, you know. And, and you know, you, you get people who people um, say don't say a bad word about people. He's one of those genuine nice guys, you know. And um, look at that, the honours that he's won. I was, I, was, I was looking earlier on for Liverpool. He's won the FA Cup, um, two League Cups, Charity Shields, UEFA Cup, UEFA Super Cup. You know what I mean? And then he then he just went over to France and 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 won the league twice. And listen, the, the, the man just oozes class, doesn't he? You know, and I, it's such a shame. You know, this this year, I, honestly, this year couldn't couldn't possibly get any worse. It's just been horrific for a number of reasons uh, for everybody, and it just keeps getting worse. You know, they were, they were losing so many good people. Um, we're losing icons, um, and the quicker twenty twenty goes and. Does one and doesn't come back anywhere, anywhere, any, any, any anywhere quick. Uh, the better, I think. Oh yeah, it's been a rubbish year. Some really interesting comments already, mate. Um, so obviously, a few people saying R.I.P. R.I.P. Uh, to Gerard Houllier. Um, and everything I've read about him today is not just a phenomenal manager, but an absolute gentleman and a, a top quality, a top quality guy at that. And uh, I think that speaks a lot. You know to the kind of person he was and how he conducted himself. Uh, Martin Spate would like to know, is there booze in those bottles? Everybody wants to know. I'm assuming he's talking about the bottles behind your head and not the bottles that we drink out of throughout the show. Um, the answer to that is yes, there is. The, there, there's, well, there's, there's three bottles up there. One's in a, in a, in a wooden cabinet, the other two. Um, the, the bottles what mean quite a lot to me uh, during my career. One's uh, one of the, is the man of the match I got for Middlesbrough. Um, the first man of the match I got for Middlesbrough. We um, I got it at Liverpool for my uh, my first full game, uh, which was great. You know, my Alistair Brownlee, who who sadly passed away, uh, uh, gave me it along with Bernie Slaven from the radio. And 
I, I, I promised that I was never ever ever going to open it, and uh, and there's been a few close calls after a few uh, tough tough weeks, months, and years. But uh, no, I stuck to it. To be fair, and uh, and really proud that, that 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 I can I can put them along with some memorabilia which uh, which I hold really close to my heart. Spot on, mate. Can't fault you. Um, so James asked, uh, "Where's your magnificent seven? And people think that I wasn't going to do it. Of course, I'm going to do it. I got, I got, a, I've, I've changed it up for him as well to make it interesting because obviously some of the questions which we have on the magnificent seven, Andy's already answered. So uh, let's let's see what we've got. <laughs> nervous okay, here, and, and nervous and here a little bit. Nervous here a little. Do you know? Do you know the? Do you know the moment at the start when you said to me, "Do you want to know them?" And I said, "No." Yeah. <laughs> you change your mind now. I've got to be honest. It's difficult. It's difficult to find anything really tricky for you because you've answered a lot of them, and obviously throughout different shows we've talked about various things. So it's it's, it's difficult for me to find one which really puts you on the spot. But uh, let's see what we come up with. Um, Andy Campbell, the Magnificent Seven, Sean Morrison or Kabanga. Ooh, Sean Morrison. That's biased if ever I've heard it, I gotta say. There's no way in a million years that Sean Morrison's a better footballer than Kabanga. But I, no, I, might, ex I might explain myself later. Right, okay. Uh favorite TV show. Uh The Simpsons. I've always been a fan with my eldest Kennedy, so we've uh yeah, I'll I'll say The Simpsons. Absolute classic, that is. Uh funniest thing that's happened to you this year with an example. Oh, funniest thing that's happened to me this year. Um, uh, oh, I went for a I went for a bike ride during lockdown, and uh, and it's one of those one of those uh, moments when you know you fall off your bike and you check around and nobody's laughing and there was just peak, just cars just like hilariously laughing at themselves and you know what I mean not not asking if I'm all right you know what I mean I did wear a helmet by the way stay safe but but yeah you just you, you fall off your bike no no not one person asked if I was all right just everyone just thought it was funny and hilarious that I fell off uh, and. Uh, the angriest you've been this year, Saturday. Uh, yeah, it's probably up there. Yeah, I think um, Saturday about uh, about quarter past, about, about two o'clock. Yeah, it was probably probably the most angry angriest I've been. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna get there, mate. Don't worry about that. Um, your ambition for twenty twenty one. My ambition for twenty twenty one is um, help Martin and the guys push push Black Diamond to another level. Um, obviously. Push this show with every all of you with support to to where we want to go, where we all want to go. But yeah, no, I think uh, I think the, the the plan all along with uh, with Martin and the guys is to uh, is to just see where where that journey is going to take and that ride's going to be um, a good one. I think. Martin, yeah, yeah. yeah. basically texting texting Martin on the weekend. <laughs> and Leslie said the angriest you got was with him. Well, uh, Isaac Fletcher or Mark Harris. Uh, Isaac Fletcher and Isaac. Isaac's a young. Um, for those who don't know, Isaac is a young um, midfield player for Middlesbrough. Eighteen years old. He's playing currently playing in Middlesbrough's under twenty three team and has all season. So he's he's their standout player uh, this season. Um, his dad is an ex professional footballer who used to play for Middlesbrough called Andy Andy Fletcher. Um, good friend of mine, Andy. But his sons are his sons another level. His sons a very 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 good player. Here we go. And then finally. The greatest Englishman who has ever lived. 
doesn't have to be football related. Well, I'm going to go, I am going to go two, so I'm going to go one football related because I can't obviously I can't not relate to football sometimes. So I'll, I'll start with the football related one. Uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to go Gaza um, because moving, growing up, you know, what I mean, Gaza was a hero of mine, uh, and then to get the opportunity to play with him and and uh, class him as a teammate and a friend at the time, I think was uh, was something else because I got to see a different side of him and a side which a lot of people don't get to see, which is a nice side and a caring side of someone who's in the limelight. All his life and constantly, which is which is good and bad, you know. So it's uh, yeah. So I'll, I'll say Gaza. Um, and my second one, I'm going. Um, I'm going a bit of geography, so I'm going to go on my own, my on my hometown. So I'm going to go um, Captain James Cook uh, because obviously he plays a huge part in my history of uh, of where I live, uh, Stewart's Park, where in my where I go walking with my parents sometimes and my, and my kids and and stuff. So yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to go Captain James Cook. Good shout that is mate. I like that. I like that a lot. The um the Gaza one, like for me, Gaza was one of my like idols, footballing idols growing up, like non-Welsh ones and Cardiff ones. And um I gotta say, he is one of the footballers who I would I would just love to interview, whether it was for like a mental health and sports show to kind of talk about some of the issues he's encountered or just talk about his career. He is right up there in like my top wanted names just to sit down and have a chat with him because I think that I would just love to um you know just speak and just just because he's pick, that kind of guy who makes just you pick the like bones pick the bones out of everything me. yeah and I think that this is the thing for me so si, you know what I mean I, I, I think I was I'm probably going to contradict myself here so I'd love to turn the clock back and be able to uh, turn take all his problems away and then see where he could have gone in the football life and could he have been even better as a player? Could he have gone into coaching and managing and pass all his experience along? But then Gaza, um, Gaza wouldn't be anything without his problems as well on, on and off the pitch. So, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's a whole package with him. It's all or nothing. And I think that's why everyone relates to him because he's he's a he's a real-life person who's who was brought up with, with, with without a silver spoon in his mouth, so to speak, and, uh, and mm-hmm. then worked hard from a, a hard-working background with his parents and and, uh, and became one of the, if not the best player Um in, in England, uh, coming out of England anyway. Yeah, I think... Um, and and that, story, that story, by the way, is just... The is, bus driving story is yeah, phenomenal. Isn't it? Yeah. The, um, yeah, i got to say, like with Gaza, and any, all geniuses, not even just footballing geniuses, they've all got like uh, a bit of something in them, which, you know, it comes with being um, like that next level of talented, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Whether people like Van Gogh or musical talents like Jim Morrison or who you know, whoever you could Elvis, they're all geniuses, aren't they? They're all geniuses in their yeah. own right, in their own in their own field. And Gaz is no different, you know. Like something in them, and they yeah, yeah. It's just it's just it's just meant to be. He's meant to be the what 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 he did and what he did was was just phenomenal. He could uh, he could manipulate a football with his eyes closed. He was just just born to be a world class footballer. Indeed, mate. Um, I just wanted to make a quick mention as well. Uh, great uh, Cardiff City fan friend, Jay Jones, uh, all the best. He's going into hospital tomorrow uh, for some major surgery. Um, so we just want to wish him the best and uh, and get well yeah. soon, really. Yeah, totally. Can I second that side? Because, uh, you know what I mean, especially with what's going on in the world. You know what I mean? Jay, yeah, I hope you have a speedy recovery. Uh, and if you're, uh, if you're really bored, download all our stuff and listen to every one of our shows. 
Indeed, uh, the 343 shows on Ace Podcast Nation. There's <laughs> a bit of everything there. Yeah. Um, and some of them, uh, some of them might help him sleep a little bit as well. So, oh, yeah, mate, uh, every, every cloud, every cloud. What are you trying to say? Um, Especially ones with me on them. Yeah, well, Gaza, Gaza was one of the best passion, and like our lot on Sunday, Saturday, says Andy John. Um, and you know, there's a few people who've already mentioned the lack of uh, passion shown by Cardiff City, which we will get to in just a second. Um, Kay Childs wants to know: Did you, uh, do you ever speak to Keith O'Neill? Uh, still, and he'd be a good guest for the show. Um, I haven't spoken to Keith for a while. Keith was uh, Keith was a very good player, good lad. A little bit like I'd probably a little bit of playboy at the time. You know what I mean? He had uh, he had obviously the good looks. He had a sweet left foot. He was uh, he was amazing on and off the pitch. He was a really good lad. Uh, obviously, Ireland international as well. So he fitted in really well at the club. Um, Worked hard on the on the pitch and um, played really hard off it as well in the in the pubs as well. So it was a it was a win win for us all really because at the time it was a different than it is now. Bit of a bit of a culture, um, but uh, but nice. No, Listen, good lad, good player. And I'd love to work. I'd love to have him on in Norwich. Norwich hero as well. Apparently, all the Norwich fans yeah. absolutely adore him. Oh, there you go. Then. Right, let's have it then, mate. Uh, South Wales derby was on the weekend. Swansea mm. City two, Cardiff City nil. Speak to me about it, mate. You go first. Um, listen, uh, I'll start with the the, t- the team selection. I was I was I was positive. I was I was very pleased. So obviously, the game kicked off at half past twelve. Uh, by the time we got the team news, about quarter to twelve. I was quite positive that nothing changes. If it's not if it's not broke, don't fix it. Um, and then the game started, and that was it. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to talk about passion. Uh, I'm not going to talk about uh, tactics because. For me, on a big game, on the big stage, players, big players, big players have got to step up. You know what I mean? I look at, I look at Swansea last year, Si, and we, I know we spoke about him quite a lot. Ryan, Ryan Brewster. Um, every time Swansea had a big game, he stepped up. He's come from Liverpool. He's stepped up. He's 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 really impressed. I was expecting um, Harry Wilson to step up and be a man and and just show his worth and show how good he was and and show that he's coming down from the Premier League and the Championship's a doddle. Because it should be for somebody of his talent and somebody of his ability, it should be. He got marked out the game, um, dipped his toe in now and again. And I look at the second goal um, when he's trying to bring um, bring the lad down for a late tackle towards the end. If you're going to do it, do it. You know what I mean? If you're going to really do it, and you want to you want to do it. Don't don't do it half-hearted. I saw a lot of things being done half-hearted. Um, and then the manager starts getting getting loads of stick at the end, and I'm starting to wonder why. After Saturday, he's getting he's getting stick. He's come off the back of four four great victories, by the way, four unbelievable victories. His job is not to for the players to show passion with. You know, what I mean, the players should show the passion themselves on the pitch. You know what I mean? And you can overshow that as well. I thought I thought Joe Rawls's two 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 bookings were, were shocking. Um, and Joe's a good friend of mine. Um, very disappointed that you can lose your discipline because they were still in the game, still in the game at the time when he got his red card and. Uh, you never know what's going to happen. Even 2-0 down, you've still got an opportunity with 11 men. 10 against 11, you've got no chance. I thought in the big areas, we spoke on Friday um, uh, about full-backs bombing on, uh, about Cardiff City's uh, full-backs being pinned back, so Cardiff wingers not getting on the ball. Um, it couldn't have got any worse, si, you know. Obviously, uh, Kiefer Moore pulling his hamstring with the back heel. It got from bad to worse. The game couldn't have got any worse because it's not just the game as well, is it? The game's no. bad. But the situation now is ten times worse. The next game, 
Saturday, you've lost your centre forward for probably two, three, four, five weeks, if not longer, depending on how bad his, his tear is in his hamstring. Joe's obviously suspended. The manager's got to make at least two changes. Does he make more? Does he make wholesale changes? It's a difficult one now. He's 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 gone back to square one in a in a, in a really really bad way because um, because of because of because of who they got beat by. You know, would would yeah. fans have accepted beating Swansea and getting beat the four, the four previous games? They probably would, yeah, but for, for me, well, well, that's what I, that's what, that's what I believe. But now he's put himself under severe pressure for Saturday with his team selection more than anything. Because for me, players have got to start showing taking responsibility. Players, players are the most important people, and I don't think enough of the players on Saturday morning, dinner time, whatever you want to talk about, yeah. it, showed enough quality, um, heart, desire, and wanting to beat Swansea on Saturday. Yeah, so. For me, um, the passion thing and the heart and the commitment from the players, that that um, that's down to them. And I thought each, every single player outside of uh, Mark Harris and oh, there was one other as well, and I can't remember who it was, but there was two players who were not a disgrace. The rest were ridiculous. Um, that's down to them, and I agree with you on that. However, I finished the show on Friday. I think it was one of the last things I said, and I said I, said I was concerned that, I'm paraphrasing, but that that Cooper would out-coach tactically Neil Harris. Yeah. So I agree with you. Cardiff should have kept the same side. That would be, certainly before the game. That's what I was hoping for. I didn't want them to revert back to one up front, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. However, just because you play three in midfield doesn't mean with the players Cardiff have got, and I've talked about this a lot, um, playing players in their right positions to get the best out of them. Just because they, if they'd gone to three in midfield, didn't mean that they had to go back to one up front. Harry, uh, Harry Wilson is best at number 10. Everyone knows that. But because we've done better with 4-4-2, he's had to kind of fit him in a little bit and play him as a winger. Whereas maybe he's better just playing off the striker. My problem is after 20 minutes, 10 minutes, half time. He didn't change it when Cardiff were just getting overrun in midfield. Swansea were keeping the ball for fun. We weren't pressing them. We weren't. We had no urgency whatsoever. It was just like it was as if Cardiff were playing friendly and Swansea were playing a, a top class football match. Yeah. And the problem is, if it was the other way around, Cooper changes that twenty minutes in, fifteen minutes in, and he changes his formation or he makes an adaption to counteract what Cardiff City are doing. Harris was so slow to react. Even when Joe Rolls got sent off, he was so slow to react after that. And I'm just thinking, I'm looking at it, I'm just thinking, yes, if you'd offered me, you know, four wins out of the five games, of course I would have snapped your hands off for it because Cardiff had been so inconsistent and so poor at times this season. So four out of five wins, phenomenal, great. But what you have to look at is it's not just the fact that we lost on Saturday. We lost to our biggest rivals, but we never were in it. We never no. looked like scoring. We never looked like trouble in Swansea. And he didn't He didn't change it. He didn't do anything about it. So, yes, he's not to blame for the players not being asked. Of course he is. You know, he. yes, he should motivate them as a manager, but ultimately they're professional footballers. It is down to them to motivate themselves and show passion and at the very least 110% effort. If you if you're rubbish, 
and you're not good enough on the day, fine. If you've given 100%. Yeah. I don't believe those players did that. And then, obviously, with Harris, I believe that he had plenty of opportunity to change it up before the game was done because mm. he didn't change it until we were down to 10 men and two, you know, two nil down or whatever. And the game's over. Yes. It's, it's difficult to say then, isn't it? You know, because would the, you know what I mean? For me, it's so frustrating for, um, for the supporters because they would have played a huge part in the game. They would have, they would have, they would have played a pivotal role in, in, in the players. The players needed the fans on Saturday. You know what I mean? I know we keep on going on about things about players playing with no pressure. And this was a point that we made at the weekend that, that, that that game for me, Swansea had nothing to fear. Swansea went into that game with no with nothing to fear. They're not going into the Lions Den because there's no fans there. Um, you know, I mean, they they played with absolute zero fear. And if they got beat, well, they're expected to lose, aren't they? Because they're going to Cardiff City away from home. But they went there, they got the early goal, and then all of a sudden, Cardiff were chasing the game. Not even, well, they didn't chase the game. You know what I mean? They just rolled over. And yes. for me, the best, team, the best team, well, the best team won by a country mile. And if they had... Um, if they had a few more or a better centre forward uh, alongside, obviously the lads have scored two, then they could, they, the game could have, could have, have been should have been a lot worse. Yeah. Um, I just remember, sorry, when you were talking, I was like, oh, uh, Ojo was the other player I thought played pretty well. But yeah, he did all right, yeah. oh, And that's did ridiculous. Right. Like Ojo and uh, Harris, I believe, are the two youngest players in that squad. Yeah. yeah. Both gave 100%. Both looked like they were trying. Uh, and I thought Ojo had little bits of quality in there as well. But the rest of them, I, 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 only one team turned up, as Alan said there. But ultimately, we haven't got a very good recent, recent record in the derby. Um, and I don't know whether that's a lack of local players. I saw in the chats earlier on, someone mentioned when Malky was in charge. But Malky wasn't in charge for that many Swansea derbies. I think it was only maybe one, possibly two. Um but what Malky Mackay did do with Cardiff is, yes, the football was dire at times, but if people came to Cardiff or Cardiff went to clubs, they knew they were in a fight and they had to fight for every ball, every goal. And if you went 1-0 down to that Cardiff side, it was very difficult to get back into the game because they were so good defensively, but they showed that commitment that they just didn't show on Saturday. And also, someone else then replied to that, and I think they said... Obviously, they had Bellamy in the side, who is a Cardiff boy, uh, has grown up, even if you know him himself is a Liverpool fan, um, and history's been kind of changed a little bit. He is from Cardiff. His family are all from Cardiff. So he's grown up with that hate of Swansea, if you like. Mm. And I've got to say, like, I think I, that I, makes a difference, mate. I'm, but not, also, sure, I'm, not, sure, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. And they didn't do their yeah, job. Yeah, I'm, uh, listen. I don't. I don't think a, a player should have to be from the area to to understand how important yeah. the game is. You know that um, when I went to Cardiff, I, I fully understood from from day one the hatred between Cardiff and Swansea. You know, I I, I fully understood that. You know, I, mean, I, I wasn't lucky enough to play in a South Wales derby. Um, yes, I'm a Middlesbrough fan, and I and I and I was lucky enough to play in a couple of um, Tynes Tynes derbies, Middlesbrough Newcastle derbies, Middlesbrough Sunderland derbies, but. It was my job to, to turn up for the supporters. It was my job to win that game for that football club and to run through a brick wall. And for me, it doesn't matter who it's against. You know what I mean? Like, yes, but you should know the importance. You know what I mean? Before the game, you speak about it. Before the, the week before, the two weeks before, everybody knows. It's in the papers. It's on social media. It's on the TV. Everybody knows it's coming up. 
So you know what I mean? It should be it should be the the, the, the first thing in the, in the forefront of everybody's mind is is the importance of it. And I didn't see it. I didn't see the importance. It it, it looked like just another just another game. Um, and it doesn't help as well. Sorry to interrupt you, mate. Just something you said there. It doesn't help when you've got the players putting out on social media or the club putting out a lot of quotes on their social media from the players saying they know how important it is. It's, it means just as much to them in the build-up to the game because what you then have with social media in 2021 or 2020 is when they perform like that and with the lack of everything is all those quotes start getting quoted, retweeted yeah. and quoted and replied to and you get it creates this you're always going to have negativity after a performance like that in a derby or in, in, a, in a big game. But social media, obviously, it stokes people up, doesn't it? Because one person who's annoyed speaks to several other people who are annoyed. Yeah. And that's where you get like this influx. Yeah. Let's not forget, mate, as well, Neil Harris was back to the wall before this run of five games. He was yeah. nearly done. I think if he had lost the, the first two of those four, he was probably going to go. Yeah. Well, certainly the fans wanted him to go. So, I agree. I agree. Uh, listen, say it's a, it's a difficult one. You know, I mean, social media plays a um, it plays a negative role for me. It, it, it plays um, players are going into the game. You know what I mean? The 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 tweeting or they're putting posts out and they're doing things. You know what I mean? And we spoke about it, didn't we? About the negativity it's had on Paul Pogba. You know what I mean? And to and to players at Championship level, when you're going into a big game, you're putting far more pressure on yourself than you probably need to and should do. Um, you know, what I mean, I, I, I'm glad that social media wasn't there, um, but that's a difficult one as well, though, isn't it? You know what I mean? But they, they were, they were, they were a class above that side. That squad of players, that group of players, what the manager brought with, what Dave Jones brought in, um, and other other managers took over, they were at a different level. You know what I mean? And and every one of them cared for a different reason. You know what I mean? And then when 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 each individual cared, the collective unit cares, and. It was difficult to see that on Saturday, you know what I mean. But then you've got the, the but then you've got the the case which which is against the grain is supporters weren't there. So you put supporters in, and the game would have been a different game. I, I do believe it probably would have been a different game because the the Cardiff fans wouldn't have let that kind of performance stand and ride. It wouldn't have happened. They wouldn't have allowed it. You know, what I mean? they wouldn't have allowed the manager to be tactically inept. They wouldn't have let the players not look like they didn't care. Um, it's a difficult one, you know what I mean. That, that everyone's everyone's opinion's right because it's because it's their own opinion, and it's and, and that's mm-hmm. the joy and the, and the great thing about football. Um, for me though, you can't replace players unless you replace them for for for, for better. You know what I mean? You've got it. You've got it. So, you've got to, someone better's got to come in and take your place. Oh, there's no point. Yeah. So I asked you a question. Um, I think probably about a month ago on the championship show about Benkovic, and I said, "What was the point in signing him on loan?" Mm-hmm when you don't play him. Now, either they've signed him on loan and they've suddenly realised he's not a player they thought and he's absolute garbage, or the manager doesn't want to drop Morrison, uh, Nelson, whoever. And like Rob makes a point there, he says, controversial maybe, but I would take Morrison out of the team for a few. So I think that is a little bit controversial. But, you know, he scored the winner on... Uh, Wednesday or Tuesday, yeah. whenever it was, um, but he didn't play well. Let's not forget no. he scored no goal and he was poor. Mm. He was just in the right place. Everything. Right place. Listen, Sai. Every every kind of selection is going to be controversial because the manager is also putting pressure on himself. Because if he he brings Morrison out the out the team on Wednesday night against Birmingham, they get beat one nil. Then the manager's decision is is a is a really bad one, really poor one. You know what I mean? I look at 
for me, um, I think Morrison had a, had a really, really bad tackle in the first half. He's got him a yellow card. Um, and straight away from that moment, you knew then he was going to have a bad game because defenders getting a yellow card that early, walking on eggshells for the rest of the game, you're, just, you're setting yourself up to fail. And as a centre-forward, I know I'm just going to take him on because I know he can't touch me. Yeah. I go near him, I fall over, he gets, he's got another chance. One more foul, he's done. You know what I mean? And he, he, he wasn't able to tackle. He never went to ground again. And the same thing with Joe. You know what I mean? Joe did a, Joe did a tackle, got a yellow card. Um, second half, you know what I mean? It was, a, listen, even if, even if people think it wasn't a yellow, it was over, a, over the top a little bit from, from the area what I needed to do. And, you know what I mean? Yellow cards nowadays, it's, it's nailed on the yellow card. You know what I mean? If that was the other way around, I'd be screaming for a red. Yeah, it was definitely, definitely. Um, yeah, look, mate, I, I'm still fuming about it. And I, I, to you, does Benkovic, does he deserve a chance now? Assuming he's not like terrible and that's the reason he's not in being in the squad and stuff. Is it time they change it up? It can't Why be terrible. It can't be terrible. What's can youngster who played fullback um, about a month ago? Yeah, uh, he played instead of Joe Bennett, didn't he? Um, yeah, because Joe didn't play well on Saturday either. No, Joe didn't have a very good game. No, but listen, Benkovic can't be a, he can't be a poor player because he's come from a Premier League side. So there's got to be some kind of quality there. Um, yeah. uh, for me now, the the concern I've probably got now about throwing him in is is he match fit because he, he he hasn't played for. Um, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Obviously the uh, the ins and outs and uh, is he is he playing under twenty three games? Is he keeping himself match fit? You know what I mean? Yes, he's playing. He's training, he's involved in on the first team, but that probably means to me he's not playing as many games as he can. So when he does come in, will he be able to give himself justice um, to play? Whereas Morrison's obviously full match fit, full sharpness. You know, I mean, yes, he didn't have a great game at the weekend, but but I, you could have that. Um, you could have that argument for probably nine nine of the players. You know what I mean? So for me, if Morrison gets dropped next game, then there's other players who probably could get dropped as well. I should get dropped Indeed, as well. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. I would assume Glatzel's going to start the next one if because um, you'd think Kiefer Moore's going to miss at least. You know, he's uh, he's going to yeah. He's, for me, he's got to be at least two weeks. You know, what I mean, with a hamstring like that, I know, I know, he, I know he hurt his hamstring didn't he for Wales against England. So and he came yeah, back re- really quickly back. with that. So yeah, but that's but that's my but that's my concern. Si. is there a weakness? Because if that goes, if that really goes, you're looking at six to eight weeks. And Cardiff City without uh, without the main man for six to eight weeks will be oh, well. I don't, I'm not sure the manager will be able to wear. Be able to get over that and probably keep his job for that long if they don't get the positive results. Indeed, mate. Indeed, indeed, indeed. Um, so moving on to a, a couple of things, I wanted to ask you a couple of things really on different stories. Um, so before we get to the Arteta one, I'm going to go with um, uh, the Burnley Arsenal game. Uh, Granite Jacker, uh, mm. he fell right into Burnley's hands. Burnley, I by the way, I thought were outstanding, perfect game plan on the pitch. But they targeted uh, Xhaka from minute one and they wound him up and they wound mm. him up and they wound him up and then they just let him go and let him walk straight into it. Has he got to be a bit more mature? Uh, he's not, you know, he's not a youngster anymore. Um, he's an international footballer. He's got to be wise to that, hasn't he? As a liability, si. he's a, you know, I mean, it's not the first time he's, he's lost his cool, he's lost his head. And saying that though, I think a lot there's a, quite a few of the Arsenal players because uh, was it um, was it Pepe at Leeds United who let Arteta down with the uh, off the ball incident? So there's, yeah. a, there's for me there's a lot of players who are letting the manager down, letting the club down. Listen, that football club's in dire straits; is in absolute turmoil. There's something massively not right with the football club. They're, they're in good hands. I think the manager is 
the right person for the job. Um, but I think the players need to take massive responsibility. You know what I mean? You can't afford to lose your cool on the pitch. You know what I mean? The, we're talking about highly, highly played individual Premier League international footballers here. You know what I mean? Laugh things off. You know what I mean? That if people are targeting you, why are they targeting you? Look at the bigger picture. They're targeting you because you're a huge pivotal part of what that football club's trying to do. So if they're trying to wind you up, they're doing it because you have an impact on that game. Yeah. And the minute he went off that, that pitch, then Burnley started getting into that game. They were out the game. They were getting dominated possession. They were corners, shots, everything. They were, they, were, they were in the game. But the minute he went off that pitch, they started to come into the game. So their, their tactic was, if they, listen, they, they'd, have, they'd have probably planned to get him off the pitch in the first 30 minutes. But, you know what I mean? Sean Dyche's tactics worked. It was, it's, listen, it's not the greatest way to play and watch football. But do you care when you get three points away at, at the Emirates? You know what I mean? For me, it's a fantastic fo- result for a, for a football club. You look at Sheffield United, one point out, out of 15 games. You know what I mean? Burnley are... Burnley and is, is Burnley probably one the, the smallest club in the Premier League, and it's 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 probably the result of the season so far. Yeah, hundred percent, mate. It got me thinking about um, previous players who've kind of fallen into that trap. Um, and there's a few questions on the Cardiff game, which I'll come back to in a minute. Um, so, the one that sticks out for me is uh, I think it was Roy Keane and Alan Shearer. Um, Alan Shearer just wound him up. He was talking to him for a few minutes before. And then he went out for a throw-in in the corner. Yeah, threw the ball at him. Threw him. And then he ends up, by the end of it, he's got sent off and he's throwing punches. Like, Shearer's just smirking to himself. Yeah. Um, but, you know, there's been many a, many a wind-up merchant who's got players sent off. Mm. Has, there, has anyone ever tried to kind of wind you up that way? Ah, yeah, listen, there's, there's a few, you know. And, and obviously, there's a, there's a lad at the weekend, which um, I, I didn't know he was still playing, but he's had, a, he's had an amazing career, Wayne Routledge. You know, that, that Wayne's, Wayne's, made a, Wayne's made a career out of being annoying and winding people up. But I tell you what, he's a, he's a fantastic footballer and, and he can back it up with, with what he can do. But there's players, listen, there's, there's players who do it and are really good at it. You know what I mean? There's, there's players who are really bad at it and you, and, you, and you find it funny. But when they're good at it and they get under your skin, it's hard to... It's hard to turn that around and it's hard to, to get, get your composure back. I'm sat here now and I'm saying that you should know better. I've lost my, my temper a couple of times and got, got two red cards, which, which, which I regret in my career. But at the same time, you learn from it, you know what I mean? And, and doing, it at the high, doing it at the high profile and doing it on the biggest stage, it's, I, I don't think it should be happening, you know what I mean? Especially when the, 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 the trouble they're in and, and how, how laid back the manager is, you know what I mean? Because I'd, I'd love to see... Arteta's team talks before the game, everything's composed, isn't it? He, he, doesn't, he doesn't seem to get... Um, animated, you know what I mean, not like Jurgen Klopp at the weekend, where he just seems to be very laid back, very, um, just very casual, but, you know what I mean, he obviously seems to get his point across in within the right memes, you know, but uh, but for me, no, he, 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 he got let down by his player uh, and players, because it's happened, yeah. it's happened over the last few weeks now, you know what I mean, so this isn't a, this isn't a one-off, and then you're looking at three-game ban there, Pepe's just coming back, and you know what I mean, and, and Aubameyang's not scoring, yeah, he scored an own goal, so you know what I mean, he's not scoring in the right end, but he's not he's not getting the chances, he's not getting, people aren't creating the chances that, that, that Arsenal normally get, you know, that years ago, years gone by, you've got the Jack Wilches in midfield who can pick a pass out from nowhere, you know what I mean, they haven't got that anymore for me, you know what I mean, they've got, they've got more battlers in there, they've got lads who look, like to get stuck in and win tackles, Arsenal need that Number ten, someone who can who can get on the ball and spray passes around left, right, centre, get in behind the front two and and dominate games from just in behind and in good areas. But they, they don't have it at the minute for me. Yeah, hundred um, percent. And another thing, then I was kind of thinking. So I got a couple of questions for you on this. Arteta seems to get off very, very lightly in the media compared to say an Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. 
I believe is because he's Pep's kind of understudy and they love Pep. But he doesn't get the same level of criticism that that, uh, that Solskjaer gets. But my concern with all Premier League top managers is we're never going to get an, a new influx of top managers, ex-players, if all the top clubs just sack their sack them every two to three years. So, like, if they sack Solskjaer, they sack Arteta, it's just going to be the same cycle. Every two or three years, yeah. they don't do what they want them to do and it's gone. You've got to give them time. Um, and, like, for me, I think, unless they're going to get relegated, you've got to give them five years to build their own team, which is their players. Because even Solskjaer has been there a few years now. He hasn't got the players that he wants yet. Yeah. Same as Arteta. He's, he's still using players that he doesn't want in the football club. That's very difficult to then, bid, you know, create your team and your project. Mm. Um, so the, I I believe the only way you can really do it is to give them five years, or you back them in one transfer money within a just a ridiculous amount of money, and you give them every player they want. Which is you know, you can't do that because you can't. Yeah. It's got to be. There's got to be a plan side. There's got to be a plan. If that's a three-year plan, a five-year plan, a ten-year plan, there's got to be a plan behind the madness. You know what I mean? And that, and that's and that's. For me, judged on the size on the size of the contract or the length, sorry, the length of the contract. If he signs a, a three year deal, then you, he's got to be judged towards the end of that season. So if he's uh, if he's in the bottom five come his third season, then for me, see you later, you've gone. But if if he's um, if he's then facing and shooting up that Champions League, are we still in Europe? Are we still in the FA Cup? For me, that, that's that's the plan all along, and that's the opportunity. You know, what I mean, you've got to give him a transfer window. He's not bought any players as yet. Um, so it'll be interesting to see who he does bring in, how much money he's been given. Um, listen, I don't want to see anybody get the sack because these these lads are were top top players, top top international footballers, Premier League class players. Uh, I want to see him being given an opportunity because if these lads leave, someone else just comes in, and someone else. There's no guarantee they're going to do a better job. No, that's it, mate. And you only have to look at United for that. They've had some of the best managers in Europe over the recent era. And they well, con- still not got through. That comment as well, by the way. Yeah. Um, I don't know if my Neil's watching. If he is, he's probably. I hope. I hope he comments on this because my dad. My dad comes to watch all the, all the all the over forty games when he when he can when he's allowed. Um, obviously, we yeah. haven't got we haven't had the game for a while. Um, and uh, Neil's Neil's still on a ban. Neil Neil got a, Neil got sent off. He got a, he got a three match <laughs> ban, and he's been banned for about. Is that the one from the other? Like yeah, about three about three months ago. He's been banned for about three months. He hasn't he hasn't he hasn't served his ban yet. It's outrageous. We haven't, we haven't played enough games. I think he served. I think he served one game or two games of it. <laughs> hilarious! It's hilarious! Oh bless! We've got a load him, of questions. Serves him right. <laughs> he's so bad. He's been banned for months. Reese <laughs> um, says uh, Benkovic was quality for Bristol City last season. Uh, he doesn't have to drop them. You could just move Nelson to right back. And in fairness, Reese has been very consistent with that. He said it all along. Or yeah. you know, for a while, move Nelson to right back because he's better. He's better than Bakuna. Put Bakuna back in the middle of midfield. Bakuna well, did a good job in midfield for yeah. periods. Um, Volks, one week he looks like he's the answer. The next week he's doesn't, and he, I don't know whether he's a, necessarily a ball winner. Um, it's difficult, isn't it? But I Benkovic for yeah, it's, 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 we've uh, we've been very consistent with uh, with. Don't put players in positions, square peg round holes. You know what I mean? 
Bakula's not a right back. He's not a right back. You know what I mean? He knows himself he's not a right back. Swansea City know he's not a right back. Cardiff City's wingers know he's not a right back. You know what I mean? Put him in the position where he wants to be, when he where he enjoys playing. You know what I mean? Because you're gonna get the best and uh, more consistent displays out of him. You know what I mean? But it's but I understand why he's playing there because he's playing there to get better players on the pitch. He's playing there because they've won four games on the belt. And but when you play against good players and decent wingers and decide to play some attractive football. He get found out a little bit, and uh, and he, along with um, quite a few others, got found out at the weekend. Oh yeah. Uh, let's see some of the other questions. Garen Cole says uh, Neil Harris he's on tricky ground already, and uh, Birmingham, Norwich, and Brentford are the next three. Lucky to get a point. Do you think? Um, oh, Birmingham, I just I just can't work out. So it's probably good timing because you just don't know what you're going to get from uh, Ital side at the minute. You, you know what I mean? You probably if you come come across an, a stubborn Ital side, you. You're in for a hard game. The other two games are, are going to be tough. Listen, the good sides. Um, but the first game, the next game is the most important one because if you take nothing there, the pressure then ramps up tenfold. And if you don't get nothing there, well, I don't think you'll be in the job. I think the next, I think it's the next two for me. I think, I think this, this midweek weekend games are absolutely pivotal for um, if he keeps his job. Yeah, they're thick and thick and fast, mate, aren't they? Yeah. Um, Donna says she thinks Aiden Flint might be coming back to sit on the injury bench, um, which is an interesting one. Um, yeah, so it's a strange one. That a strange one. I seen uh, I seen something that um, that they were they wanting to send him back, but he's he's he's, he's had a surgery on his hamstring. So you know, what I mean, for me, it's duty of care. You know, what I mean, if, if he's injured playing for your club, you look after him until he's fit. You don't send him back and shake his hand and say, "See you later." You know, what I mean, you've got duty of care. It's 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 not that's not it's not ethically right. Yeah, it's always been a bit of a weird one that has, though, isn't it? Because if the 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 club which owns the player, if they've got better facilities, surely they should be the ones to give them so, the yeah. care. It's, it's happened. It's, it's weird, happened. It's happened to me before. You know, I've been I've been at clubs and uh, yeah, and and uh, listen, I, I I was a young lad and I was uh, obviously I was quite a hot property at Middlesbrough. Where Middlesbrough let me to go out on loan for experience. So when I got injured. They didn't let me stay. They called me back and said, "You're not going back." So I was in a, I was in a dodgy one because I remember Brian Robson, Steve Bruce, Steve Bruce was manager at Sheffield United at the time. Brian Robson told me he rang me and said, uh, "You're coming back to Middlesbrough on, on Monday." And I said, "Well, can you ring Steve and tell him?" He went, "No, you're coming back." So obviously, I went back to Middlesbrough on Monday morning for treatment because I hurt my ankle on the Saturday. He didn't tell Steve. Steve's ringing me up asking where I am. So I'm like. Caught in the middle of two uh, rock and hard players because they're two legends as well. You know, what I mean, two people who are really respected as as people, as managers and players. So it's uh, yeah, I got I got uh, yeah, I was caught in between two uh, two difficult places at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gavin Randall says you can't drop Morrison. He scores goals, etc. Um, I don't think anyone's undroppable, and I think if he continues with bad form, you've got to drop him. Mm-hmm. But then we're forgetting someone else, aren't we? We're not forgetting. Um, are we not forgetting Sol? Are we not forgetting uh, that that Sol could uh, Sol could drop back in? You know, um, yeah. Listen, because why why is Nelson fireproof? Did Nelson have a good game at the weekend? No, you know what I mean. So you know what I mean. I think you've got to you've got to look at that. You know what I mean. If if Neil changed the whole of the back four and the goalkeeper, by the way, on on Wednesday night against Birmingham against Birmingham City, would anyone be shocked? I wouldn't be because I thought the first goal. I would think it was harsh on Smithies because oh, listen, so would I. He saved penalty on Wednesday. He was the hero. Yeah. No, I agree. I think it's harsh. I think it's harsh. But then, if somebody's going to be the fall guy against Birmingham City, then 
why just them? Because that's that's for me yeah. as a player, as an ex-player, you'll you'll look, you'll you, you'll see and go, why why, why is that so? Why why, um, just, yeah, why just me? Why just me? Why not him, him or him? You know what I mean? So, but but then the managers come back to that is you're not the only person who's been dropped there because I've changed the centre forward who's got a hamstring. Mm. I've changed the midfielder who's suspended. But yeah, you know what I mean. That's the there's the way around that's it. There's a the way around it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Reese says, "Here's a question for Andy: Do you trust Neil Harris to be given a trust transfer fund in January? Maybe the question is, will Cardiff trust him? But would you? It'll be a brave chairman to to trust him uh, with how things are going now. Because I don't know how many games Cardiff have got until Christmas, but I know obviously around Christmas time. So we're probably looking at seven games um, in and around Christmas before the window opens. You know what I mean? For me, I, I'm not sure whether Cardiff will be in a in a good enough position." To then have somebody come in. Listen, say I'm I'm all for, I want Cardiff City to uh, to to rise up that table and get in the, get in the playoffs, but they need help and they need for me the transfer market is, is a massive time, and is the chairman is the owner going to put his hand in his pocket for a manager that they're not hundred percent sure on? Yeah, that's yeah, enough in my opinion. No. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't think they will give him anything. Um, and I mean, here's another question, a follow up question to that: Out of the players he signed. Like, is anyone tearing up trees? Kiefer Moore is probably the only one. No, but he's a, but it's, he's a big big transfer phase, isn't it? You know what I mean? You could go back to Gratzel, though. You know what I mean? Gratzel signed for big money. Um, have we had a return on him? No, not yet. Not as yet. I think he's done all right. Yeah, like in there, didn't he? Yeah, I think he's I think he's doing all right. He's been slower than I imagined, than I wanted. Um, I think he would have played more. Mm. Uh, I think uh, I think he's done all right this season when he's when he's come in. I think uh, I think he's really unlucky now that Harris is has uh, come in at the at the right time for him, but wrong time for Gretzel. Um But I, I have faith in him. I think he's a I think he's a he's a, he's a natural goal scorer. But how can he score if he's sat in his backside? It's impossible. So you know, I mean, I'm a I'm an advocate for centre forwards and and being on the pitch to score goals because uh, I think he's he's got it in abundance. He just needs to play more games to get the, get those goals. Uh, Malcolm Durham, welcome, Malcolm. Uh, he says. Uh, Swansea used the ball well. They are just running around like headless chickens. They're running off the ball. The triangles runs uh, passing made us look like amateurs. We were so predictable with the hoof ball and with how uh, Morrison just hoofing the ball forward. He gives the ball to the op- opposition nine times out of ten. I think that's a fair, fair comment. Um, yeah, yeah. A lot. Listen, listen. There's a, there's a, there's a style of football with Swansea player. Um, which I've said it all season. Side, it's it's really pleasant on the eye. It's effective when it when it when it when it works. Um, but there's also something um, that Neil Warnock did uh, a couple of seasons ago that doesn't matter how pleasing on the eye it is as long as it gets results and as long as it gets you promoted and you play in the Premier League. So for me, it's 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 all about getting those five margins correct and get it right. You know what I mean? Style of football. It'd be listen. We all want to watch our our team play like Barcelona of um, Pep's era. You know what I mean? But in in real in realistic terms, it's all about winning games and winning football matches and and, and progressing as a club uh, and being progressive and 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 having and having things something on the pitch that you're proud of and I'm not I'm not I'm not saying there's many Cardiff fans who, uh, who watched that at the weekend will be will be proud of their football club at the minute. Indeed, um, interesting comment. Yeah, uh, Gino uh, Stamate says. Uh, I am totally cheesed off with Harris as manager. We played better football with Cardiff in the third and fourth division. We've gone backwards. Gino, I'll tell you what I will do. I will, what I will do. I'll praise you for um, not swearing, by the way, because uh, you looked, you sounded a bit, uh, a bit annoyed there. Cheesed um, off. What a man there. Uh, oh, thank you to Gaz as well. Gaz, eh? yeah, man, Gaz. Um, 
Uh, listen, uh, listen, Sam, we, 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 we spoke about this before, haven't we, about Cardiff City and Cardiff City being um, era-wise. You know what I mean? You can go back to the time before I came. You know what I mean? Obviously, we had Big Leo on and talking about that, that the York City uh, promotion um, at Booth and Crescent and, and obviously the, 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 the playoff final uh, against QPR uh, and obviously Kev's era, Dave Jones, Malky. I think we've 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 had we've had a lot of success, and now the expectation is to go to another level and be consistent and stay in the Premier League and well get there and stay there. Uh, and I can understand that the, the fans' frustrations because I'm a supporter at the end of the day, and I, and I want that for the football club as well. But um, it's about being realistic as well, and you know what I mean. For me, the windows are going to be a big one because I think Cardiff need to fill in some right holes, but have a have a purpose behind them. You know what I mean? What's their what's their philosophy for the rest of the season? Is it four four two? You know, if it's four four two, then we need a winger. If it's four four two, then do we need a quick centre forward to go up, to go up front with a big fella? You know what I mean? Is it four four two? Then uh, we need we need a new centre half, for example, off the striker. And, you yeah, know what there's, I mean? There's, 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 there's ways and means, but you've got to make those decisions. Those decisions need to be made now. You know what I mean? Because then you then you're finding the right people. Don't be getting to January and then looking at what's available. Because when when people know Cardiff are desperate, then yeah. Put another put another million pound on the price tag. It's just it's just rubbish. It's rubbish. Donna says she's still waiting for Gavin White to get a start. She thinks he could be our secret weapon. So you know my th- you, know, you know my thoughts on Gav. I uh, I love the way he plays. I um I was lucky enough to go to the Cardiff Middlesbrough game last year. Um obviously I know Donna will have been there, all the Cardiff fans will have been there. I don't know if anybody remembers it, but um Gavin was absolutely unplayable for about sixty minutes until he got brought off and then Middlesbrough got back into the game. Middlesbrough were awful, by the way, and deserved to lose the game. But um, Gavin, every time he got the ball, he took he, he took the defender on. He beat him inside, he beat him outside. He put crosses in the box. He had his shot. Um, he set the goal up from the corner, and I was just I was just in awe of him. You know what I mean? And and uh, and I, I wanted to meet him after the game, which I was lucky enough to do. I've spoken to him a couple of times now, and and I just I was just in awe of him. But then he doesn't he doesn't get the game time, and I don't know why. You know what I mean? He, he plays for his, he plays for his national team. He gets a call up. He goes away on international duty. He's he's training and playing with international footballers. He's going on big stages. So why isn't he getting game time? Especially when we've got no Mendes Lang. It doesn't make sense to me at all whatsoever. Play him. Yeah, it's just it's, it's puzzling, mate. Um, right to wrap us up on Cardiff, I'm gonna. Go with this comment from Rhys David Evans on YouTube. Uh, he says, the thing is, you need to look at a manager and if you see things are progressing, no matter how slow they're progressing, uh, you have something to hope for. Under Harris, we don't seem to be going anywhere. And I think ultimately that's it, is if you feel, if you can see those improvements, no matter how small the increments are, as long as you're, you're improving, you're comfortable, you're happy, you know, you'll keep going. But if it's backwards more than it's forwards, it's very difficult to, to feel positive. Um, that's a shout, by the way, from Garen Cole. He says, a cheeky bitch, uh, uh, Bannon from Sheffield Wednesday would be a Barry Bannon. Time. That would be a great signing, I've got to say. Mm. I might get him as well because they're struggling, but... Just on just on that on that comment, a great comment because yeah. I can focus back on last season. Um towards the end of the season, I've never seen Cardiff City play like they played. Um, you know what I mean? And we're on about we're on about playing 
with no now we're not yeah. playing with any, now we're not playing with no fans. But last season we played with no fans, and you've seen the performance at Middlesbrough. You've seen the performance in at home. You've seen the performance in the play, even in the playoffs. You know what I mean? There was there was positives to take from the from the Fulham game. It was fine margins. You know what I mean? They were so close in getting to the playoff final. That's how different it was. And then your playoff final. I think any team would have beaten Brentford on that day because Brentford didn't turn up. You know what I mean? So it's it, it's so frustrating, and every Cardiff fan's the same. But then you look at this season, and for whatever reason, players aren't playing like they were last uh, towards the end of the season. You know what I mean? And I'll use Murphy as an example. I've not seen a winger play towards the end of the season as well as he was playing. And then all of a season, the start of the season, he's not played, and I don't understand it. If that was a different manager, I'd go, oh, "Yeah, the manager's not fancy," but it's the same manager. So I don't. I don't understand well, we've it. said all along he is a player who needs to play four, five, six games in a row yeah. to feel like he's got the confidence of the manager and dipping in and out of it just gives he's always nervous then, isn't he? So he'll always when you're nervous, you don't always make the right decisions under pressure. And that's where I think perhaps the Cardiff team struggles is when under pressure they make yeah. wrong decisions. Yeah, and this is my con- this this is my concern. Si. Like, I like you know, I look at I look at the way that we're, the way that we're playing. You stick fans in that stadium now, right? Every player won't want the ball. Um, the manager won't want to stand there. You know what I mean? The the, the, the amount of abuse the players the manager's going to get. You know what I mean? And it'll be a negative um, moving forward. You know what I mean? So for me, decisions and these are tough decisions by the way from people upstairs unfortunately they've got to be they've got to be done and if that's back the manager then back the manager back in with the back in with the transfer key you know, if that's what if that's what they're going to do come out publicly and I'm, I'm a big advocate for that you know what I mean and, and, and I'm quite lucky with uh, uh, with Middlesbrough chairman Steve Gibson because he always comes in and he's very always very honest you know what I mean he'll either make that tough decision and sack a manager um, or he'll back him and give him quite a lot of money to go and spend in the January window or the transfer end of season window and, uh, and back your players yeah, spot on, mate. Spot on. Um, obviously, uh, Neymar serious injury. Uh, no one wants to see that. Um, you know, one of the best players to be playing. Wish him well. Apparently, recovering with his sister. Um, but uh, it's a serious, serious ankle injury by all accounts. Um, I haven't yeah. seen the tackle, but apparently, it was a nasty one, mate. Yeah, I, I, I did see the tackle. And to Instagram part, say so. Yeah, part of me. Um... Part of me was a little bit sceptical because um, Neymar does like to get a Christmas injury and spend a lot of time um, with his sister. Um, but listen, no one wants to see anybody get injured in tackles no. of that of that calibre um, and not wanted in football anymore. Because especially with boots and the way that the pitches are made at the minute, you know what I mean. There's no give at them. There's no give with uh, with the pitches and the, and, and, the, and, the, and the footwear. So injuries. Um, uh, it can be even worse and even nastier, and uh, you know, when you don't want any kind of injury because we want the best players on the pitch, don't we? You know, I watched, uh, I watched the Champions League, and obviously, I know the draw was made today, and you, you want the best players on the on on the on the biggest stage, on the biggest pitch, and and be ready for uh, and be ready for the the World Cup, for example, coming up. Because you know, what I mean, I'm a, a big international fan, and I want my country and my, you know, what I mean, I want Wales, I want England, I want Scotland, I want all the teams to play. The best teams and beat the best players because that proves the best. Don't be don't be beating Brazil and say, "Oh, they only beaten because Neymar wasn't there." You know what I mean? We beat we beat Brazil because Neymar plays. You know what I mean? We want the best players on the pitch. Yeah, and um, he's. I think they're playing Barcelona as well in the Champions League, which you know you want him in play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's difficult, isn't it? Because when you've got a player who makes rolls around the way he does, 
with every little touch. Yeah. You just never like you never know how serious the injury or the, how bad the tackle is. Mm. But uh, I just saw a little clip of it. It was quite a uh, bit no bit naughty, should yeah. we say? Um, right. So to finish us off, mate, let's have a bit of let's reminisce. Yeah, a little let's bit. Go, let's go for so, it. Uh, obviously. Back in the day when I was in the very early days of Ace Podcast Nation, I was contacting ex-footballers or people, just people, see if they were interested. I tweeted you and said, can you come on my podcast and can I interview you? And then we did a little show. I interviewed you. We talked about your career, that that goal and whatnot. We got on quite well. Never really, we hadn't spoken before that. Um, And then I think, what, probably about, a month or so later, I said, oh, I got this idea, championship show. No one's really doing a, a championship podcast. I think it could be quite good. Would you be interested? And you were like, yeah, let's go. What was the? What was your reaction when I said championship show, pal? Um, I'll listen, Si. I think, I think from day one when uh, when we spoke, we had a... Um... Uh, we had a good rapport. We got on really well. We uh, what 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 I like and what I like about what we do is 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 we don't get on. As it, this, that sounds that sounds wrong, by the way. We don't agree on the same things. That's what I meant. Yeah. Uh, which which I think works. You know, it's not you know what I mean. It's not a thing where we yeah. where we Boy. where we blow, where we blow smoke up each other's backside. Do you know what I mean? It's a, it's everyone's like I just said earlier on. We have got an opinion, and that opinion is right because you believe it's right, and I believe mine's right. You know what I mean? And that's what that's what I like and. Um, when we, when I, I love talking about my career, I love talking about uh, the times that I had because you know what I mean. You're you're only a footballer for a short length of time, and then when it's gone, it's gone. And I never really, never really believed that until it had gone. And, um, and there's no getting it back. Um, I've tried, and there's no getting it back. Um, but no, when you uh, when you said about doing a show, it was it was something that I really enjoyed doing. I loved I love talking about football. Uh, I yeah. love watching watching football, and and the championship um, at the time was you know what I mean. It was. It was for me better than the Premier League. It was more inviting. Um, more there was loads, loads going on. You know what I mean? The 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 highlights are extendable for on various platforms, and um, and I just thought, yeah, there was not there was an opportunity to um, to do something which was great, um, but obviously didn't uh, go to plan because of something attacked us. Uh, but yeah, I think it it's uh, it's made it made it more interesting, made it better, um, made it a little bit more exciting. Because I know we had a. We had a quite a long. We had, we had a few long conversations, didn't we, over um, over Zoom uh, at the time about uh, about what do we do next? Because I remember when COVID came and we weren't able to cover live games or cover games anymore. Yeah. Um. It was. Uh, yeah. It was. It was deciding what we do. Do we? Do we stop? Do we? Do we carry on? Do we try something different? And um, and I, I'm not sure how we came up with the idea. Uh. But I what think an it idea, happened naturally. What an idea it was. It? What an idea it was. Because- we um, obviously you had during that period as well, uh, you and your lovely partner Sophie, you had a baby, so you missed two shows. And I think we had obviously Kev stepped in for you while you were away with the baby. And um, I kind of think, and then I think he came on then, didn't he? Like the week after that, when you came back, we had it all the couple of weeks after that. And I think it kind of organically developed where we were like, oh, you know, we could get some people on. So we kind of went into that and we thought, right, well, so every Monday we'll get a different guest, a manager, a player, a referee, whatever, and we'll just talk about their career. People, it's different to when other podcasts do an interview with a footballer because you don't have that instant 
ask a question, get it answered. You don't have that access to players. And the one thing I'm quite proud of with all our, if you want to call them interviews, but all our shows, with all, with whoever they are, whether it's with Mehmet Dalman, who does no media, or Emil Husky, who's an ex-England international, whoever it may be, is we have a natural conversation, we have a chat. It's It's not like a formal question and answer thing. And we've every guest has been very, very honest in their answers, sometimes too honest. Yeah, no, I totally agree. You know what I mean? I'll, I'll, I'll tell all of you the story. I remember how excited I was when uh, um, I'd, I'd, I'd reached out to Emil. I think, uh, I think it was on LinkedIn. Um, you know what I mean? I noticed he was, he was on there. It hadn't really been on social media. So I sent him a message and sent, um, you don't know which one's which, who's sitting, who's greasy. Um, so I sent him a, I sent him a message. Which one was said, the bold one? <laughs> Greavesy. Um, I went. Um, no, I can't remember. That yeah, was Saint, wasn't it? Was it Saint? Was, uh, no, Greavesy was. Jimmy Greaves. Jimmy Greaves. Yeah, that's me then, isn't it? Um, yeah. uh, so I was sat sat in the sat in the front sat in the front room watching TV one one early morning, and me my phone flashed up, and um, and I, I just just looked at it. It was a number with a message, and it said Emil Heskey on the bottom. So I just I couldn't get hold of my phone fast enough and try to unlock it. <laughs> so I just just wanted to see what it said and. Uh, just said he'd come on the show, and it was just it was one of those moments, wasn't it? Where it, it it just proved to us that we were doing the right thing because I'd um, I'd said to him, look at look at all shows and things, and uh, and and some of the guests that we've we, that we've had on, you know, it's just been it's been phenomenal. It's been uh, it's been fun. It's been different. Everyone's been different. There hasn't been too where I've, where where I'd compare and say you can't compare them. You know what I mean? Yeah. We've had um, even even the ones where we've had uh, you know what I mean. I'll use Barry's as a as a prime example. The the guys who uh, when Barry Hales uh, did the interview in his in his in his, in his in his in his caravan when he was away with the family was just the most comical, surreal mate. and comical thing I've ever done. You know, it was his stories were unbelievable because we could hear more probably than anybody else could hear, but we just couldn't get the the final part of the of the jokes out. And he was just you know what I mean. We spoke to uh, to Barry previously to to, to have to, to get him to come on and. Barry will be coming back on, by the way, because Barry's um, um, a phenomenal guy. Barry's, yeah, really Barry's, 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 Barry's charisma, Barry's um, just the way, just the way he enjoys life. He's just, uh, he's just a proper, proper, proper geezer. Mm. Love him. Yeah, really like. Stewie, Stewie Downing was one of the first guests as well, wasn't he? Um, yeah, Stewie was. Him, yeah. him and Kev were like the first couple, and I think initially we started off. It was like, oh, you know, you know a few people, I know a couple, and. We'll kind of like, you know, we'll we'll go yeah. with who we know, and then obviously you get to a point where you you you've done everyone, or you've 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 exhausted your personal contacts. So it's like, right, we got to do this, and we got to contact people, and we got to be you know professional about it. Because now I got to be honest, like obviously I've contacted various people of various like actors and bands and. Uh, particularly MMA, I've had a lot of fighters from some of the biggest companies in the world on for the different shows, and that's just through like contacting them, just saying, right, "This is what we do. Would you fancy coming on?" Whereas yeah. footballers, they're a different breeds. You've got to be, you've got to approach it a certain way, haven't you? You've got to yeah. kind of gradually build up to it because mm. if you just go straight in there, they can be a bit standoffish or mm. just ignore you. It's difficult, and that's not yeah. criticism, by the way. That's just just football is a very different to any other walk of life they're in a well, kind of bubble 
Yeah, well, I'm just, I'm just uh, like, if anybody follows on social media and follows on Instagram, if you see, if you go on, obviously the story, which I always put the new guest on the old story. So, you know what I mean? So I'm just, I'm just, just looking at some like, I listen to it just, I, it makes you proud, doesn't it? That you, that you see some of the guests we've had, you know, obviously Kev was the first one um, because obviously you gave me the order to put, put, put them in and I've added them on since. But um, yeah. if you can guess, can you guess number 10, Si, who, who, who number 10, the guest, 10th guest was? Remember it? If you told me the one before or after, I might be able to. But um, I don't. The one before was John O'Greenan, and the one after was Cav. So it was the one in between. Oh, my gosh. That's a difficult one. Oh, I should know that. Oh, blah, blah, blah. Big, big name. Big, big, big. It was a big one. It was a big one. So it, w- it wasn't Emil, was it? Because Emil no, was... That was a big one. Current player. Current player. Ah, uh, so we had... Um, Charlie Adam, didn't we? Charlie, yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and you know, we've had a couple of current players, which the current players are obviously very difficult um, to get on. Um, and, like, one day I'll tell the story about a certain club who said yes and then said no, basically, mm. in regards to players, um, which was disappointing. Yeah. but some but, um, some some special shows. Sorry, I like the um, ones, I like the I like the non-league one which we did with um, Geth and Jason Ainsley. I thought that was that was extra special with four people. Yeah. That was the first time we tried we tried it, and it was that was I thought it was excellent. I thought the the questions. I thought how how fun it was. It was it. Was, I loved the live one as well. By the way, that was um, that was good. That we really enjoyed that. I really really enjoyed that one. I like the supporters one. Yeah, um, that was that was different, mate. Yeah, as well, that it? was good. Uh, George Jacobson, I thought was I thought was outstanding. You know, what I mean, young Joe, young Joe's, yeah. young young Joe's thirty plus. No, I know, I can believe that. <laughs> I tell you, what I thought was uh, very good is Robbie Stockdale. I thought, yeah, Robbie was, was good. Yeah, yeah, Robbie um, was good. So, uh, Rob Boyle says, "Do you have a favourite guest so far?" Um, we spoke about this earlier, didn't we? You know what I mean. So it's a it's a great question. Um, for me personally, for the for the amount of fun and laughter um, and some of the stories and some of the things he said, I'm going to say John O'Greenan. Um, John O um, had a dig at my Neil, my brother Neil, a couple of times, um, and I just thought I just thought how honest he was about leaving leaving York City for Man United and and that he could have could have signed for Spurs and just just how how. How bouncy and energetic and energetic he was! I thought he was outstanding, you know. And I thought, you know, what I mean, he's just a, he's just a genuine nice fellow. And, and the career he's had is is phenomenal. If you follow him on social media, he's he puts on something every Thursday about um, uh, Throwback Thursday, and you forget how successful he was at West Brom and Fulham and Middlesbrough and Man United and York City. It's just sometimes you forget, don't you? Oh yeah. Um, so I find it very difficult to pick. Like one, one guest. So I'm going to whittle it down to three. Um, Kevin Ratcliffe, I thought was outstanding. Yeah, I like Kev. Um, Gabadon, uh, Danny Gabadon's episode yeah. was one of my favourite evenings ever. Um, he's a big, you know, big hero of mine, and I was like beforehand a little bit nervous, but like within minutes, it was just. And he stayed, by the way, for two hours and fifteen minutes. Yeah. We just talked and talked, and it was cracking. It was amazing. But um, I think, like, my top one, Mehmet Dalman, um, yeah. for various reasons, he doesn't do any media and, and press and stuff like that. 
he was, and Reese says that it was a huge episode because yeah. no no question was off limit. We'd love to see him back on and get some questions now. If um, um sorry, if 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 we could have recorded the things that we were talking about before the show, you know what I mean? Because I'm not saying he said yeah. anything that he did that he didn't yeah. know. We were we were we were being honest. He was being open, and then we we threw we threw the same questions at him. By the way, on the, sh- on the show, and he and he answered them in a similar vein. But I I I, I agree. I really like that. I like I like the Harry Harris ones. I like I like talking about. I oh, listen, and and we we me and Sai spoke about this today. Um, Harry Harris, um, by the way. Uh, obviously, Harry. Yeah, Harry Harris. Um, obviously, he's, 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 he's been on a couple of shows. Um, I read. I read. Uh, Harry's book uh, about Emilia Alonsala. I bought. I read that book in in three days. I'd never read a book in my life. My dad will tell everybody in the, in the group chat. I'd never read a book in my life, and I was so excited about having him on the show. I read his book cover to cover, and it was amazing, absolutely amazing. And and then loved doing the interview because I had so much information in my in my tiny head um, that it was just great. Mm-hmm. It was great. Yeah, it was phenomenal. Uh, Gavin said he missed the Mehmet Dalmo one. Where were you, Gav? Um, I will put, I'll post the link for you now. Um, but yeah, we there's so many shows, um, current players, ex players, but and Mehmet Dalman, like not just like to get him was massive for us, massive. But then when we asked, like me and you were speaking before, and we were like, obviously, I spoke to him on the phone and had a chat about the show, explained to him the format, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But then me and you were talking and we were like, you know, whilst he doesn't do a lot of media, he's very media savvy. So if there's enough something he doesn't want to answer, he's he'll, you know, he'll go around it and he'll do it well. Um, and to his credit, like he answered everything. Yeah, everything. And he was honest and he was so uh, personable. Like it wasn't like, you know, he, he felt like any other guest. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. he was just really chatty. Um, obviously Ernie, Ernie we had on as well. Yeah, and he was excellent as well. Another one, and I, and I, I agree. It's just, it's I'm not disrespectful, but you know what I mean. That I only said obviously John O because of some of the stories he was telling. I can relate to it because I, I grew up obviously watching him and watching my brother, and you know what I mean, and being involved in that kind of uh, that kind of group. And it's it like takes you back to your childhood a little bit and and, and reminds you about the the fun and happy times and stuff. So no, it was it was it was amazing. And isn't that I love doing this because we get we get to talk to people. Who were heroes to us, you know what I mean? So it's it's absolutely fantastic. And to that answer, who, who, who put that on their side? That was um, Gavin. Um, I think I think it's a strong possibility. Yes, I think it could be. A, it could be a yes, but I don't think it'll be when the season's on. I think I'm not sure what Neil's plans are in the summer. Um, if 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 he is going to carry on as a manager, or if he's going to eventually call it a day, but I'd um, I'd definitely definitely be. Uh, um, Giving him a call and, and asking him, well, begging him. I'll beg him to be fair. Yeah, hundred percent, mate. Um, and like you know, what people sometimes, what I forget now sometimes is we're coming up to a hundred episodes. Me and you are obviously good friends. Is I try not to forget that two years ago, say uh, yourself, Gabs, Ernie, people like this, these were heroes who I used to watch play football on a TV and in the ground. And then all of a sudden I'm sat here in my house chatting to you. I speak to you on the phone most days. Um, it's very, I try, I've tried very hard not to get lost in it and appreciate like how lucky I am. Um, and not just for the guests, but I appreciate the people who watch like, um, that Mehmet Dalman show has been viewed, I think over 10,000 times now on 
the various platforms and and audio downloads and like you know thousands of people watch us each week yeah. um i can't thank the people enough because at the end of the day like me and andy do this because we love it we do it and we want to grow it and we want to you know some of the comments we get about or oh, you should be on tv or radio or blah blah, blah get the show on this and that like they mean so much to us and like we're just you know hurtling along two episodes a week but we couldn't do it if you guys weren't watching weren't downloading the show weren't sharing the show and commenting asking questions and uh I, for one, fully appreciate it massively. But that's what we said, Sai, didn't we? We said about, um, obviously, when um, the championship did eventually come back around and, 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 and football started again. You know, I mean, we had that decision to make, didn't we? We, we, we said, yes. do, we, do, we, do we not, do we just carry on with the show that, 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 that people love, people enjoy doing? Um, and we, we ummed and ah, didn't we? And then we said, well, hang on a minute. We, 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 we're talking about a show which which a lot of people watched, a lot of people downloaded, a lot of people interacted with, a lot of people wanted to talk about. So we had to try and find a, a space in a, in a busy schedule for both of us and, and find a time which was right. And, and I think Friday works perfectly for, uh, for the football, with it being the next day tomorrow yeah. um, when it is a Friday. Um, I just think it's brilliant because it, it gives us an opportunity then to talk about the midweek games. It gives us an opportunity... Um, to talk about uh, things that are up and coming, and uh, I, I just find it just enthralling. Just, I'm just so enthusiastic about it. it, it it's the area which it's it's, it's the passion where we started. You know what I mean? So I didn't want to give it up, and you know what I mean. I think it'll get obviously looked at every every single summer, every single end of the season, because um, to see how we can how we can evolve, see how we can better, see how we can change. Um, I know a lot of people have said do a live, do lives, try a live. We try, we obviously tried one. I thought it was extremely successful. Loved it. It was long. Uh, it was tiring, but it was yeah. It was, I loved it. I thought it was great. And um, and it's just it's just having the right opportunity in the right time and to do it again and again and again. Yeah, and it was, it was finding the right time. I think we used to do it at seven, and we moved it slightly to to you know just to try and change things up. And like I say, we didn't want to give up the championship focus, but we also felt that we wanted to evolve the show. And pursue guests to to grow it, and I feel like we've done a pretty good job. Yeah. Um, so, if if I said to you, and people ask us this quite a lot as well, like if your ideal point for where the Andy Campbell Football Show would be this time next year on the fourteenth of December, two thousand and twenty-one, what would be your ideal? Um, well, as long as it, as long as it was still run by by us and it was still um, it was still our idea and it was still the way that we wanted to focus it, I'd I'd like it to be on a on a platform which was available for a, for for anybody and everybody. You know what I mean? If that's you know what I mean, a, 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 if that was on a radio, if that was on a live studio, if that was on live live TV or something, you know what I mean? Or streamed or whatever. I, I just think that the concept—it's a concept for me, Sai, which I'm passionate about. You know, what I mean, it's a concept of, of this was this was our idea. You know, I mean, this was we we every time we've changed it, every time we tweaked with something. You know, what I mean, and, that, and that's that's social media, that's um, the show, that's um, the way that you that you do things on 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 Streamyard and stuff, which is which is amazing, by the way. You know, what I mean, that they're all collectively our ideas. You know, what I mean, so for someone else to have yeah. an impact, it would uh, for someone else to have an impact. By the way, it would cost them a lot a lot of money. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, it'd have to be 
weird thing, wouldn't it? Like because, like, what you got to understand is the, the the only reason me and you don't do this in a studio or uh, some sort of room together is because we live so far apart. Yeah. So if you lived in Cardiff, for instance, we would do this on in a studio yeah. or whatever, and we but we would do that like on our own. Yeah, we wouldn't need. I'm just laughing at Donna's comments. Do I'm just laughing at Donna's comment. Put that. Which one? <laughs> the, the last, uh, last comment. <laughs> this is much better than the old one. I used to for three hours about the game, although you kept me company on my long runs. Well, we didn't want to leave anyone yeah. out. Did we? Yeah, it's right. It's right. And to be fair, Donna, you still probably had. Uh, you still probably had another forty-five minutes. So you run. So we, I think we got That's you right through. There. I think we got you through. And I think. Um, Andy John says there, uh, he says, what about an extra guest or would it be too much? Do you mean like an, like having two guests on the show? Like four. Um, like, yeah, we, we've tried oh, it, Sai. I mean, it, and it, and it, works. it, it does. It works, yeah. yeah. Um, like it's, it's doable. Uh, I had two guests. Me and Danny had two guests on the MMA show last week, two guys from the UFC. It is doable. Um, I think it does become a little more congested. Yeah. You also need to ho- you, you also need to host it as well, side, don't you? You know what I mean. So you yeah. need to host it and and bring people in. You know what I mean to the questions yeah. because if if everyone's talking at the same time, it can just be a bit of a bit of a mess and a bit of. I think it worked last time because you at the start, and rightly so. You know what I mean. You you asked the questions to to the three of us and brought everybody in at the right time. And I thought it worked perfectly, but it only works if if somebody's happy to take control. Yeah, and you know I'm happy to guide the subjects and things like that. I think. Um, some amazing comments. Like one just caught my eye there is um, uh, Reese says, hopefully post COVID, it'd be great to have one in a pub for all the viewers can go and watch live with some guests like Andy oh. and uh, Kevin. Uh, like, that's a good show. That someone um, someone else suggested that doing like a, a live one to because obviously I think the other thing to remember is like everything which we do, um, all the equipment which which I've got and stuff like this, lights and cameras and all that sort of stuff. Like it's all self-funded. Like everything which we have done is built from us and our idea. Um, you know, we've had like we have support from Black Diamond Sports. Um, obviously, it'll you know help us out and stuff like that, guide us and whatnot. Bespoke Financial sponsor the shows. We had previous help with from um, Away Day Apparel and stuff like that. But like ultimately, it's us. It's independent. There's no kind of company above us telling us what to do and who to have on the show and that sort of thing. And it takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of effort, and it takes a bit of uh, it, it takes a bit of cash to start with, should I say? But do it because we love it, man. Mm. Um, I wanted to refer back to one comment which I saw. Kind of find it now. Well, Stevie, Stevie Owens has just put a, a, a comment on the bottom there. Well, last one because I know Gavin's just put one up. And we talk about this, I haven't we? Because we, this was one of our ideas when we were in COVID. We were going to do um, a non-league show, which we did with Jason and Gav- and, and Geth. Um, it, it's Steve. It's on the it's on the list, mate. I tell you, because uh, and Steve's a good mate of mine, by the way. I've known Steve for years. Um, and because for me. It, the position that I got in would I wouldn't be anywhere without grassroots football. You know what I mean? Everyone who's played football, there's, there's, there's a 
there's a history with grassroots football and, and I think sometimes it gets forgotten about and the amount of money which doesn't get ploughed in is a travesty at the minute for me and it needs to be. But that's a point we'll, we'll cover on the show, but Steve, I'm on to it, mate. Don't worry about that. Indeed. Uh, Gavin Randall says, can I just can I come on the show? Um, so we'll, at the end of the season, we'll likely do uh, probably another fan show of some sort where yeah. we'll have like a few different fans from different clubs and stuff on the Friday yeah. show. Yeah, that, was, uh, that was enjoyable. Hopefully... Uh, I want to get um, Bogsy back on because his connection was shocking. Yeah. But I was looking forward <laughs> it was to awful. Forest, awful. Forest point of view, awful. but we just couldn't, couldn't hear anything he was saying or whatnot. But it was a lot of fun. Um, Rob Boyle asked him, are we going to do a Euro series through the summer? We, um, I would I would say I like, that. I like, I like, say that. like a Friday show. or Although someone suggested, uh, I can't remember who it was, um, the other in the midweek, they dropped a comment on um, one of them. I think it was Instagram, and they said um, that we should do like a, a couple of shows a week in the Euros and treat it as a like a TV wrap up thing, just on YouTube and that. And I was like, oh yeah, more more shows, more time. But when I thought about it afterwards, I thought that could be you know that could be quite interesting, yeah. and it doesn't have to be like an hour and a half long, does it? You could do like a twenty minute, half hour live talk about because especially in the group stage where you've got like three games a day and you can kind of do a half hour wrap up live and stuff. There's yeah. a lot of, you know, there are lots, lots yeah, of different well, things yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll, we could possibly discuss them all by, uh, no, but, we do, uh, we do whatever suits everyone else. Yeah. Um, what, one thing I will say is, um, there's a couple of guests on the horizon, not too far away, which let's just say that the, the majority of the, comments tonight have been of a certain football club let's just say that there's a couple on the horizon early next year which the people might enjoy because yeah. i don't want to spoil it no uh, we've got to wait say our, say our christmas presents for everybody indeed 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 listen um i think that's us for today i want to thank every single person who's comment because we've had I lost. I lost. I lost track. I lost track once. There was about fifty. So apologies if I missed something. Yeah, I've missed loads of comments, that because obviously I got the three platforms all together. But um, there's just too many now. But I, that's good. Um, I appreciate everybody who's watched on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and everyone who will watch and download between now and Monday. I appreciate it. <laughs> uh, that last comment put that one up. That's tickled me. That's a way to finish. Andy, uh, Andy. <laughs> Andy John, yeah. No, uh, the next one. <laughs> His excuse will be, I'm playing it right back. <laughs> He's got me. He He's going to uh, run out of excuses soon enough. Um, Andy says, don't forget to get that elusive photo for me over Christmas. Alan says. Um, oh, yeah, uh, sorry. Yeah. Campbell. Well, yeah, there we go. I'm going to quickly flip through some of these comments. How about having a 15-minute ref watch each week to discuss the weekend's decisions? Who said that? Uh, your dad. Does he? <laughs> Is he going to do He can do it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Reese, I'm uh, not saying that. That's, that's rude. Uh, what else we got? Very quickly, very quickly, very quickly. Um, but in the meantime, um, got a show with uh, Swansea City fan and Bellator Phantom Wade Wednesday, uh, the Danny Button fight show where we cover the Joshua fight, the UFC, and and everything in between. And I, Brett was quite kind to me actually. Uh, if we filmed a Sunday night, and uh, he wasn't 
too bad to me because with the football, he gave me a little bit at the start, but he was a good lad. Uh, he's a top bloke. But um, that's our Wednesday. Friday, we'll be back for the championship show. And uh, yeah, look out for some. I got uh, the rest of the conspiracy theory show is dropping, uh, probably starting this Sunday. And uh, yeah, lots of stuff coming up. But uh, we'll be back next Monday, 100th episode. Join us. Yep. Spread the word. Big guest. Big guest. Top man. Andy, as ever, is a pleasure. Oh, mate, I loved it. Loved it. And thanks to everybody for the comments, questions. Uh, my, my, my special Magnificent Seven. Loved it. Really yeah, enjoyed I'll it. I'll clip that, definitely. Because it's uh, it had to be done. Um, oh, I nearly forgot. Tomorrow, 7.30, it's the Super Kev Unscripted Christmas Special. 7.30 live. Kevin McNaughton and myself will be, among other things, talking about our top 10 favourite Christmas films. It's uh, it's always a good time. So make sure you get in the live comments and uh, wish us a happy Christmas. Guys, you're legends. Yeah. yeah Second tomorrow. Take it easy. See you guys. My mummy and daddy have been talking about life insurance. It sounds like something to protect my brother and me, but I don't really understand. Then my Auntie Louise told Mummy about Bespoke Financial Teesside. She said they're a local company who helped her with her life insurance. Mummy got in touch and because they're based locally, a man called Darren was able to come to our house. He was really friendly. Darren stayed for a cup of tea and made it all really easy to understand. He said that life insurance will protect our home and family if anything bad were to happen. Like if Mummy or Daddy got sick, then we'd get enough money to take care of us and our house would be paid for so we wouldn't get taken away. After an hour, Darren said goodbye and Mummy and Daddy seemed a lot happier. Once it was all sorted, we could all relax and watch a film together as a family. I don't know why they didn't do it sooner. Podcast Network.